So let's see if this episode title gets censored. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I enjoy it a lot, and that may be a bit egotistical of me. We are supposed to be, you know, supposed to be a bit humble. A- am I proud of that title for this episode? Yes, yes, I am, and I have no shame in admitting that. Now, right up front, I just I think we need to clear the air a bit here, people. On social media, particularly Instagram is, is what I use, the platform that I've chosen to use and be censored on. It's great fun. When I post something, mainly in, in I post in stories, when I post a story, it doesn't mean I necessarily agree with that post 100%. It doesn't necessarily agree that, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that I disagree with that post 100%. I could agree with some of it. I might disagree with some of it. I could just be posting it to spark conversation and a bit of debate, or I could be posting it for more information because the people that follow me may know something more about it. Uh, I, I could just be posting it to point out what corporate media, mainstream media are talking about. It's uh, I just need to clear that because I, I think some people, some, for some reason, I get messages from some people, so I'm not saying everybody, and they just assume that what I've posted I support. It's 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 very bizarre. So what you got to keep in mind is basically Lauren, aka that Insta chick. You got to keep in mind uh, the N word. It's her favorite word. It's her favorite word in the world, and that word is nuance. And and just don't assume, because as the classic joke goes, to assume is to make an ass out of you and me. Ah, there we go. Bit of a a small little rant up front before I go into the main topic but first welcome to the arriving somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary comedy conversation please subscribe like follow comment share did I say share anyway share all all of that is a a big help and much appreciated okay now before I go into the the main thing I wanted to talk about on on this lovely Thursday Thursday the 7th of July now, time time is moving on isn't it, moving fast, uh, is, I'm not sure how many, how many people are aware that in New Zealand our only oil refinery was actually shut down earlier this year, uh, that's Marsden Point in Northland and I just wanted to uh, point something out that happened which is pretty shocking. So Marsden Point Oil... Uh, oil refinery is located in Northland. They they, they refine uh, oil products. It produces premium and regular gasoline, automotive and, mar- and marine diesel, aviation and lighting kerosene, fuel oils, and butamins for the New Zealand market. Now, that's run. Uh, that was operated by the New Zealand Refining Company, but it's my understanding that it's essentially an uh, overseas-owned business, and they decided to shut down. Now our government was war- was warned that this is going to put New Zealand at risk. Clearly, it's going to put New Zealand at risk for being completely dependent on imported oil now, imported refined oil. The company is called um, Channel Infrastructure that owns it, but is partly owned by oil companies like BP, Mobil, and Z Energy, which is Shell. Uh, they stopped refining after a strategic review. Now you can you can speculate what that strategic review. I haven't gone that deep into this, but the strategic review. I'll, I'll probably go and read up on this a bit more. 
but strategic review that you can certainly speculate on, okay, why are you the only oil refinery stopping? Is this because of regulations and bureaucracy that's gone crazy in New Zealand, the push for the the green movement that's going on and, and they can't actually guarantee or you know speculate what they're going to be earning and, and sort of predict what they're going to be earning and being able to produce in the future because uh, particular government regulations are stopping them from producing? Who, who knows? Or is it something more nefarious? No idea. The point being they've stopped refining. Now, what's absolutely shocking is it's New Zealand's only oil refinery. They've stopped refining and they filled all the pipes with concrete. So it is now completely and utterly unusable in the future for anything, for any for any of that type of activity. They filled the pipes with concrete. And a former New Zealand MP, who was actually our former Deputy Prime Minister with the first Ardern government, Ardern-led government, Winston Peters, so he's no longer an MP, he basically got the boot and got his... Got a, 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 they turned, they turned the, their back on them. The Ardern government turned their back on Peters when they no longer needed him. He's come out and said, quote, the revelation that the government is allowing the Marsden Point oil refinery pipes to be filled with concrete shows an astonishing level of, of economic ignorance. At a time when we have massive shortages of supply, a looming economic crisis and prices of oil and other essential materials going through the roof, Labour is allowing this kind of short-sighted, jingoistic behaviour Jingoistic, jingoistic behaviour to occur by a foreign company on Kiwi soil. The simple fact is New Zealand needs to be open to looking at all options moving into the future that could give us economic flexibility and certainly to achieve a degree of self-sufficiency. This remo- removal of any future use of these pipes at Marsden Point is not a part of the decommissioning process. It is a private company being allowed to commit blatant economic treason. Then, then he added, the Energy and Resources Minister, Megan Woods, needs to explain how this can be occurring under her nose at such an important and economically fragile time in our country. Now don't worry, because Megan, she did have something to say. She said, quote, there is no fuel security issue with the move to a full import model, and so there is no case to be, to be made to declare the refinery a national strategic asset. Insane. Absolutely insane. I, I will go into this deeper in, in, uh, over the coming weeks, but it's also been announced recently that the New Zealand government, Ardern and co, have announced a biofuel mandate for trucks, cars, trains and boats. So now it's going to get even more complicated to produce oil and the risk there also is that it's going to destroy a lot of old cars and trucks engines. And... There's a lot of other issues with just declaring that you now need biofuel by a certain uh, date. I believe it's there's certain years that they have to meet again, and that, that's it's very soon though. It's not, it's not ten years, fifteen years down the track. It's it's basically now, and I'll go into this deeper in another in another another episode coming up, so I can get more of the details for those that are interested. But that is pretty pretty shocking, and in a time where we're getting warnings from from the energy sector saying we don't have enough or we we potentially don't have enough electricity for today in the middle of winter and things like that are happening at the same time it makes you wonder i mean how is it just is this just pure incompetence or is this 
are planned. I mean, I mean, what would you be doing differently? If this isn't planned, if it's just incompetence, what else would you be doing differently to attack a country and its energy and food supply and supply chains and all of that? So, as I said, I'll go into this in another episode, hopefully next week, and I'll uh, try and get a few more of the of the deets. But that, that's something to to be very concerned about. New Zealand will now be relying completely on imported, refined oil. And instead of thinking, maybe we already have an input model clearly, but maybe it's a bad idea to allow our only refinery to shut down too. Why do you, why do you have to go 100% to input model? That's essentially what they're saying. Well, we already have an input model, so we'll be fine. Not if the not if the ships stop coming. Then what? And actually, what what's kind of ironic? I guess it's ironic. Is I was at a secondhand store the other day, just looking at a few of the books and sort of going around a few of the. We have a, we have a lot of secondhand shops here. Going around a few of the shops, seeing what what books they have, particularly older books with with knowledge of of gardening and and building and that kind of thing, because my new, newly developed prepper brain and I thought that's just some great information to get anyway they had uh, uh, the long way round book don't know if you know that series it's about Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor going from London to New York on their motorbikes straight across going through uh, Russia and Mongolia and things like that and I looked at it I, I it was two dollars so I thought oh, I'm going to get that it's, it's a beautifully uh, beautifully presented book but the cover is two guys on a motorbike what's powering their motorbikes gasoline i looked at it and th- thought is this all just a pipe dream now <laughs> pipe, pipe dream marsden point concrete our pipes are full of concrete so my dreams it's a pipe dream full of concrete is this just going to be a pipe dream in the future the only the only the very wealthy will have access to to oil basically to power these things and what about trips around the country or or global trips on on a motorbike is that now just something left in the past who knows at least i can look at a book of it and, and and dream about it, <laughs> even even if it's not a reality reality right now. Hopefully, hopefully one day in the future. So to today's main topic, and well, the main topic's not even going to be as long as all the stuff I just talked about. So that's is is it really the main topic anymore? That's for you to decide. But still, I still think that the title's very funny. Now, the other day I posted about fascism fascism and nationalism and the the relationship words the how words have have power and and the relationships between words and their definitions matter and how the definition of things like we we can't describe what a woman is anymore that kind of thing when when you're actually destroying actual facts and and reality and trying to redefine the very core everything's subjective and this comes from Basically, communist subversion. Everything's subjective. Everything is up for grabs now. Nothing is real. Nothing. There's no objective truth, and so everything is redefined, and it's used as a weapon to to destroy society. And what I posted the other day, if you follow me on Instagram, it's arriving somewhere with Matt J on Instagram. Got to get that little little plug in there. I, I wrote, um, do you think equating fascism with nationalism was a psyop to help destroy national sovereignty? Words and relationships matter. The, the word patriot, for example, protects Americans more from the nationalist-fascist association that a lot of people make. Or, did the Nazis do it themselves by including the words national in their name? 
Obviously, also they included the word socialist in their name, uh, the words national in their name, and therefore people naturally associate the two. Could it also be both the above association and taken advantage of by people who want to destroy nation states? My my point being there is the power of, of word and association and how national sovereignty is essentially being thrown out the window, particularly in, in, in New Zealand and Canada, what's currently going on in the, in the Netherlands, uh, other, other countries as well. The, the USA has been under attack for a long, long time. You can see them trying to take away their... They're constantly trying to take away their gun rights, and that has ramped up spectacularly over the last sort of couple of years. But if you associate fascism with nationalism, then that's evil. That's bad. Well, we can't have. You can't be a sovereign. You can't be a sovereign nation. That's selfish. Therefore, you can't have individuality. You can't have individual sovereignty. That is selfish. That's not good for the collective. So you see how all this gets extremely dangerous and how they can manipulate just the average citizen into following things like socialism and communism because the whole collective ideology sounds, to the average person who knows nothing about it, sounds fair and equitable. Well, this is just the right thing to do, they'll say. And then you can brainwash people into following that. However, what's what's interesting is, there's part, I mean, that's partly why I talk about it so often. It's ta- partly why I talk about socialism and communism and Marxism, collectivism, all of that, so often is to make people aware and to get those conversations going so people can because I mean three, four, five years ago I was completely ignorant of all this and and five, six, seven, eight years ago I mean I fell for the, the leftist propaganda and a lot of us did and so words words matter education matters and I'm, I'm not having a go at people here for being ignorant this has again been to me it looks like an intentional play to keep us to keep us stupid to keep us ignorant of of things and, and particularly history and what particular ideologies at their core actually are and at their core socialist socialism and communism is evil it's murderous and it's enslavement to the state and to whoever is the, the small group that's in charge and what we're seeing right now in my opinion is a push for totalitarianism on a global scale that's why they call it the globalists or the global elite a one world government there there is a play for that and, and there there is still hope there though because if that was the case that they had already won, if it was the case that they already had won, sorry, is that we would already have, our nations would be gone and we would already be living under it. So there's clearly behind the scenes something happening between power structures and groups. There's a battle going on behind the scenes. So there is hope still, always hope. However, why did I, so haven't even got to why the, why it's called, why this episode is called what it is, have I? We, we talk about these types of things and, and point out the realities and disempower certain ideas by pointing out facts and being truthful about it and, and just the discussion. And that's why someone like Alex Jones, when he came out and said, well, I'll, the, the, the <laughs> I'll just play the video. It's very funny. I remember watching this when it first came out on Joe Rogan's podcast and Alex Jones was on some sort of rant and he just kind of stopped and just said this. And that it was just so, so out of the blue that it was incredibly funny. So I'll just play it. A lot of you have probably heard it, but I'll play it. It's always worth a listen. Look, here's the thing. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> In that... 
No, no, no. That's going to be a sound bite. They're going to put that to mariachi music. No. There you go. He's kind of retarded. <laughs> now, I bring that up because for a few years, that word, retard, and let's, let's define retard so the fact checkers or anybody having a go here. Retard. To delay or slow down the progress, speed, or development of something. Uh, from old French retarder, from Latin, well, I can't pronounce the Latin word, uh, which uh, to make slow, or from tardis, sluggish. See, tardy, so it's related to tardy. There's the definition of retard. And obviously it's been used as an insult, and obviously it was used a long time ago as people with severe mental problems. For, anyway, my point being, for a few years, that the R word, ooh, the R word, and in still some circles you can't say it, but the R word became this taboo word, and, and particularly leftists, progressive, the, the you know the radical social justice types had tried to equate retard with other words that we are not allowed to say. There was a lot of there, there was tension that built up around that word, and. Alex Jones, and, and yes, a lot of people would, would still say it. I'm just saying as general, the public, or just as a general insult, it had it had gone out of fashion because of the the social implications of saying it. I'll put it nicely. And when Alex Jones came out and said that, just out of the blue, a lot of the tension was released around that word for a lot of people. And now I'm just seeing it used more and more by people saying, it's, it's almost the big middle finger to people that are trying to control speech and bring in hate speech laws, and things like that. It, it, that's what it, And when Alex Jones said it, there was just this, I think it was so funny to people, because it, you just don't hear it that often, particularly in public. People were concerned, to put it mildly, to use that word. And when he said that, there was just this collective, eh, collective? There was just this collective breath and sigh of relief, or just a moment of laughter that we could all enjoy together, and to relax a bit. And I thought it was, a, that, to me, that is a really, really lovely moment. And he's having a go at himself as well. Just essentially, it's, he, he's saying that he's the, he's the retarded one, which is a crucial factor. If he'd been calling someone else a retard, I don't think it would have had that effect. So I'm not saying that we should use these words to, to attack people and insult people. But, I mean, you do you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying to attack anybody. You shouldn't be attacking anybody. That's crazy. I am, uh, what I am saying is that this is just a, it's such a great way to push back on all this control and, and hate speech legislation and things like that. I wonder if hate speech comes over here or how it's going in Canada Canada or the UK, if the UK is even allowed to say the word. Ooh. I wonder if that word would get people arrested or investigated by the hate speech police. Who knows? But... That was a lovely moment and it's just an example of a way to disempower those that are trying to control absolutely everything. They're trying to control so much that they're trying to control the the very thoughts that we have. And Alex Jones right there led the way and, and showed how you can disempower a lot of this nonsense. So there you go. There's the there's the explanation for why this episode is called the retarded elephant in the room okay i'm gonna 
leave it there for today. That's the, the last show for this week. I'm hoping to get some more guests on very soon. So you can look forward to a longer longer conversation with somebody else. Hear somebody else's thoughts and opinions instead of just mine. So that'll be, that'll be fun. That'll be enjoyable. Uh, other than that, uh, enjoy your weekend. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of a lot of things that happen. Uh, <coughs> I have no doubt that the news cycle will continue to blast out absolute craziness and for the weekend. So we'll talk about all that on, on Monday. This has been the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Enjoy your weekend.